What's up, everyone, and welcome to the School District Podcast. My name is Adam. Welcome. This is my podcast. I'm the host, and I really hope you enjoy all the conversations I have with educators all over the world. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and share your favorite conversations with colleagues or anyone you think would enjoy. If you're looking for a book to read, I've written four Kids Deserve It, Run Like a Pirate, Empower Our Girls, and Teachers Deserve It. As you can imagine, they are all available on Amazon or wherever books are sold. And if you'd rather listen to the words than read them, Kids Deserve It is also on Audible as an audiobook. And if you're looking for a keynote speaker for some professional development or a kickoff with your staff or a conference, I would love to work with you. I've given well over 300 keynotes all across across North America with breakout sessions, coaching, leadership strands, ed tech, you name it, and I would love to work with you. You can email me directly, adamwelcome at gmail.com, or you can go to my website, mradamwelcome.com, for more information about speaking and also my other podcast and blog. Kim Van Acker, welcome to the podcast. Yay! Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This is Everybody, gonna be fun. Everybody, Kim is amazing for so many reasons. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a quick backstory, which I don't always do. So Kim and I met at the like end of 2017, and then we spent time together in 2018 yep. because we were chosen to run the Boston Marathon. So the Boston Marathon. The, the Boston Marathon. <laughs> Our origin story was we were runners and educators and that's what connected us. There was this awesome company called Highlands. Uh, shout out to Highlands. They make like homeopathic kind of medicine, a whole bunch of different yeah. stuff. They're a great company, awesome people. And we were chosen. There was like, what, 15 of us from 15. Yeah. across the whole country. They brought us to Boston. We were so excited. They treat us. They treated us like royalty. And then the day of the Boston Marathon, it started to rain and it ended up being the worst weather for the Boston Marathon in 50, <clears throat> 50 years. People were dropping out. They had hypothermia. You had kind of an adventure on that day. Adventure. I remember. It I remember. It wasn't just rain. It was like <laughs> torrential downpour and hail and sleet and snow and everything. They in, had to open like up the churches. Day. They had to open up churches along the route because the aid stations were overflowing. Uh, people had hypothermia. It was literally like three to four inches of water running through the entire race. Yeah. Kim finished. I finished. Yeah. We stayed connected, you know. And I'll tell you, of the fifteen, there's only a few that I just kind of stayed connected. I know you've stayed connected in yeah. different ways because you've yeah. run races with them. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I just, I didn't keep up with all the group, but you know what? We stayed connected, which was awesome. And then last year, or maybe earlier this year, I forget the timing. I think earlier yeah. this year, I this year. did an event in your district on the yep. East coast in Virginia. So we got to go for a run again at like five in the morning. And it's again, we stayed connected and we continued conversations. You were a dean at a school this year, and now Kim is in her first week as an assistant principal. And I say, week. Kim, week one, right? Week this is one week, check. Week yep. one check. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to have Kim on the podcast to talk about her journey as a teacher, as a dean, and now as an assistant principal. Kim Van Acker, welcome to the podcast. What did I miss with the introduction? Tell the listeners. 
I think you, you knocked it out of the park. I think, you know, that Boston experience was one that just jailed so many people in Highlands, our Highlands team. And so that was, I think you captured it. I was one of the people that took advantage of the church for um, some, re some <laughs> reprieve and <laughs> some of the medical tents. But like you said, I love that you said we finished and that was like the most important part. So I think you yeah. covered it. I've been really grateful to kind of be a part of, you know, some of your journey too with your book and getting to kind of deep dive into that. So really neat. Yeah. So, uh, it's so fun. So talk about, talk about your journey. That's, I was telling you before the show, that is one of the most common questions that I get. I just spent three days at the national principal conference in national Harbor, Maryland with NAESP. And there's a lot of aspiring principals, assistant principals, and people always ask me like, how do I, how do I get that next job? What are some things that I should do? So, you know, maybe tell us, bring us kind of over the last like 10 years teacher to how did you become a Dean? And then from your Dean to your assistant principalship, yeah. what did that look like? What are some things you've done to just kind of make that transition? Yeah, I will be the very first to say, like, being an administrator was never on the the bingo card. Like, that was not an option for me. I hadn't thought that that would, was something I wanted to do. I've wanted to teach since I was a little girl. And so, like, I felt like I feel like work, this is not work. It's something that I've always wanted to do. And it's just been so fulfilling for me. Um, but 10 years ago, we moved to um, Northern Virginia. And I think that was just a turning point for me in terms of my professional career. I didn't know at the time. Um, I wasn't a site. I wasn't an education major in college. I was a psychology major, and I wanted to be a sports psychologist. I wanted to work with teams. I wanted to be a, you know, psychologist for the NFL and just kind of work with athletes and team cohesion as a collegiate athlete was an important thing to me because. I had experienced some fractures in our team and I was kind of part of it, you know, just being selfish, you know, teenage, you know, developing woman. And I've learned from that in that you need to be connected and what's important in that experience. And so, you know, things shifted for me after college and I ended up working um, at Liberty University as an admissions counselor and I pursued um, my master's in counseling and then switched to education and knew that that was the path I wanted to be on all along. And so I, I came into education um, in Southwest Virginia and taught in some very rural areas and learned a lot from working with, you know, some needy families and needy communities. And, you know, fast forward to 10 years ago, coming to Northern Virginia, and I don't know that I had, would have ever anticipated the growth that I experienced from having all the experience, the classroom um, opportunities that I had, but it definitely was a changing, a turning point for me. And, you know, I worked in self-contained autism. I've worked in um, middle school. I've worked in, you know, students with multiple disabilities. And I've, I've had a, a myriad of teacher assistants. I've worked, I've had to learn how to be a classroom leader um, for myself and for others and for families as a special education teacher. So, you know, some of the, some of my greatest lessons I've learned as a co-teacher and as a um, leading a, a classroom full of adults, you know, in self-contained settings. So it's just been really cool to see the evolution of my career and journey um, and all the things that have come up that I never anticipated 
So as a teacher, you know, I've been in a variety of settings. I taught primarily English, which I love and will always, you know, I'm a reader. And so I think it's just really exciting to get kids excited about learning how to read and moving from learning the skills of reading and phonics to reading to learn. And so it's such a, in a, it's something you always kind of grow and will need. Um, and I always taught ESY. So ESY is Extended School Year Services for students with special education. And I have probably in my 17 years now of ed being in education, maybe two summers where I didn't work in the summertime. And so um, that's a lot of time investing in getting to know kids and families in a short term amount of time and supporting teachers. That was my first introduction to the educational leadership, you know, administrative role, because for ESY, you are taking um, a group of kids and a group of teachers that aren't normally together, and you're making this site, you're making a school for the summer. And it's really neat because you don't know them, but you have to kind of pair these kids and these teachers and put them in the best situation to continue to make growth and, you know, have the minimal amount of academic slide that you can. So um, that became this like really cool challenge for me, you know, over the years to just build great ESY sites and have the best teachers and have it be a positive experience for the kids. And I loved it. I have loved every moment of all the stress of ESY that it can bring. Um, so that was the first, you know, step in how I kind of developed the skills that I didn't know I'm going to need, you know, for this <laughs> leadership journey. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I, I knew some of that experience. I didn't know all of it. And I think that your work with all of those assistants, all those special education assistants and managing adults back when you were in the classroom, I think they are going to prove so valuable now that you're an assistant principal because yes. a lot of people are in just a self-contained general generation classroom and then you know managing adults often is <laughs> harder it than is. managing the students so i i really really think that is uh, is going to help you and next summer let's have yeah. you back on the podcast so we can talk about your first year uh, as an assistant principal yes. but i want to talk about the interview process because you and i were texting and we were yes. talking on the phone as you're like yeah. there's this job should i apply and i'm like yeah. why are you asking yes you should i almost <laughs> called your husband to be like yo <laughs> mr van acker tell her to do it so <laughs> how did you prepare um what are some things that you did i know you you knew uh the the admin team a little bit and you're coming yeah. from a really really awesome admin team because I, I i've met your former principal who was yes. super supportive yes. so so what are some things that you did to prepare for the assistant principal interview yeah. um to kind of get to know that team where was your head uh with all that kim what advice would you give to the, the listeners that are maybe still applying for a job right now i for to prepare you know i kind of did a deep dive of the website for the school that I was applying to. So just kind of getting familiar with the, their way, you know, like what is the, what's the vibe at the school that I was applying to? Just looking at their staff, looking at, you know, just the presentation of, you know, who they are. And that helped kind of frame a lot of, you know, knowing what kind of, things that they're looking for the expectations that they've set in addition to that just kind of I spent a lot of time thinking about my experiences and 
how the things that I've done and the experiences I've, you know, put my places I've put myself into could be an asset to that school. And so just really refining, I spent a lot of runs in the time between I, when I got the offer for the interview and the time the interview happened, because it was about two weeks, I spent a lot of time thinking about how, how I wanted to craft my responses and what I wanted to say. And I'm like, I've had 16 years of experience. This is a lot of time. And like, how do you make that succinct? How do I kind of make it concise, but strong in terms of how I want to present myself? Um, and that proved to be really advantageous when it came time to, to do the interview, because I thought about, you know, when, when they ask, tell us about yourself, I'm like, well, I'm not going to say every little thing from every year. How do I like synthesize that? And so just really thinking about the things and just kind of writing it down and practicing it in my head and asking, you know, kind of getting reassurance from the people that I'm around on a daily basis. You know, my, my, my administrative team from my previous school really pumped me up. They're like such good cheerleaders and, and truly genuinely um, authentically supportive of me taking this next step and just, you know, getting them, listening to how they see me and my skill set and just really tapping into that and being like, okay, yes, this is what I do. These are the things that I contribute. This is what I know. And so that really helped me to stay calm. Um, and I think going into an interview like that, not not being afraid to say, I'm not, I don't know what I don't know. Like it's, I'm not going to know everything going into this role and there's going to be people I'm going to need. I'm not going to be on an Island doing this work. And so just being confident in knowing that I'm going to have to ask for help and that it's okay to ask for help going into those kinds of things. And, um, I think it's, it's easier to try to fabricate and, and fabricate an answer than just saying, I don't know. It's, it's okay to not know. Um, I, it's hard. It's also hard because I just had anticipated that this was going to be an opportunity that I would really step into so soon. And so I just really kind of say chill about it. Like, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I will have had this really great opportunity to interview and practice. And so I think, you know, that's the mindset I have as a runner, you know, I, every day is a new opportunity. And I just kind of look at it as I get to do this. This is an opportunity that I'm going to benefit from whether I get a job or whether I don't. And I got the job. So um, <laughs> it's cool. we're having the conversation. Kim yes. is on the podcast. She got the job. So I'm curious, you know, I don't think, I don't think you, everybody that knows Kim loves Kim. You can tell her personality and she's just an amazing human being. But I think a lot of people or some people, um, it's hard to join an existing team, mm -hmm. you know, when there's already like a principal and a dean or another assistant principal, depending on the makeup. And you're you're at a brand new school. Some people yeah. are like a teacher or a dean at the school, and then they become the assistant principal, so they know right. people. Right. What are you What are you doing to join this new team? How are you getting to know people? How are you building relationships? Obviously, I think, you know, you can't come in all hot and heavy. You got to exactly. you got to kind of earn your stripes and move yeah. in. What, what are some things that, that you're doing, Kim, that um, or what are you trying to do as yeah. you're joining this new team? Um, you know, the time between when I got the job offer, we still had several weeks of school left. And um, before I started, you know, the principal invited me to some events that were happening at the school. And so it was, you know, a student centered event and I was able to go and just kind of be there. Um, the really unique, and I guess not, yes, it's a really 
wonderful blessing in disguise is that this school that I'm going to, I was at an elementary school, um, our students feed into this middle school. And so it's really nice because I will have familiar faces. It'll be nice for our students to see me there. They were at camp this week, the rising sixth graders, and some of them saw me and they were like, Miss Van Acker. So that was really nice. And the parents are happy about that too. So I went to that and um, I went, I came over for their end of the end of the year staff lunch. So I was able to kind of make connections and see faces and um, the really wonderful thing, you know, that obviously I didn't have any control over, but it was a benefit to me is when the announcement was made for me taking, you know, accepting the position and being the new assistant principal, there was, you know, communication sent out to the staffs and community and um, so many people wrote to me, you know, that are current staff members here, families, and, you know, my colleagues and coworkers saying how excited they were for me. And, and even my principal, my new principal um, wrote the same sentiments that so many people had, you know, reached out to him saying how awesome this decision is and how great it is that I'm going to be joining. So that, you know, that I, I believe speaks to, again, the work that I've done in in ways that, you know, just me being me, like just me doing the things that I do, um, trying to establish positive relationships with people and making good connections and just being, you know, the servant leader that I strive to be daily, um, that made me feel good, that people are excited. So just kind of getting in and being connected. And even, you know, this week, it's, you know, there's not, there's just kind of front office staff and just being out there and asking questions like are you a sweet or salty you know person like what do you like kind of getting like I'm a stress baker so would you benefit from chocolate chip cookies like I just need to know these kinds of things um so yeah oh my gosh you I, I you ask people if they're sweet or sweet or salty I love do you that. like sweets do you uh, like salty things because I will like bring you stuff or make sure you awesome. eat did you eat today did you drink have you I love it. Yes. I love it. Kim, how do you approach mom life, mm -hmm. wife life? Your husband is a teacher. Your husband yep. is a coach. You have, mm -hmm. you have two children. Uh, you know, how do you approach assistant principal life? Obviously you're developing that because yeah. you're just your first week. How do you, uh, I, I struggle with the word balance because I mm -hmm. think it's so hard to like find balance in life. Um, so I, 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 I phrase the question as approach. How do you approach it all? And how, how do you get up early and run? Cause, yeah. cause you're a runner on the treadmill or out on the trails uh, where you live. How do you just kind of approach all of that? Um, I, that has, that's a work in progress. And I know that there are like seasons where I feel like I'm on top of it and I've got a good system. Like I meal prep. And I know that if I don't meal prep, that's gonna like, what am I gonna eat? What, how's that gonna work? That's gonna be a basic necessity. Like I have to make sure that's taken care of. Um, but I also just try to make sure that, you know, I know what I need to do. And like, I've decided there's today things and there's, that's not a today thing. And I think being okay with having leftovers, like things that are gonna just be a continual work, things that I have to constantly work on, like that's kind of the approach I'm trying to take in this new role. Like right now, it's really quiet. Like there's summer school, there's a couple of things going on. And I'm, I'm trying to tackle some of the things that I know we'll have to do while it's quiet. So that when, when August comes and everybody's back and it's like full on, you know, we are in it. I, I want to be a little bit ahead, even though I know that I'm probably going to get 
kind of in the trenches and, and behind. Um, and I think knowing when to cut it off, like there might be days where I do stay a little bit later and then there might be days where I can't and it's okay if I take a break from it and then come back to it. Um, and I think one of the things I learned in the pandemic and teaching, you know, it virtually in the pandemic was, you know, turn it off, like know when to turn it off and that setting boundaries around my time and my mental health and my, you know, giving myself time for physical breaks away, you know, I really had to focus on that because it was, you were teaching and then you're at home and it, there's like the potential to never step away from it. And so I think I learned that in the pandemic. Um which has been something that's really cool that I've kind of carried over with. And again, I know there's seasons where it, it's constant work and I'm like, I can never turn it off. And then there's seasons where I'm caught up and I can leave <laughs> on time. And I'm like, what is this? I can go sit on the deck and read a book for fun. So yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Hey, speaking of books, we love talking about books on Ooh. the podcast. Is there anything yeah. that you're reading in general that you want to talk about or anything that is like leadership focused. What are you reading or what have you read that you would recommend to the listeners, Kim? Um, I, so this one is a, it has been several years. I read Atomic Habits uh, several years ago. That's like one of my favorite yeah, that's books. A good one. And I was in a new assistant principal um, academy meeting the other day. And they, one of the questions was like, who are you? And I think it's really easy to get into I'm a this, I'm a this, I'm a teacher, I'm a mom, you know, these are all things that I, that I identify with. But one of the things from Atomic Habits where James Clear talks about, you know, what kind of person you are. And I, I took that approach in describing, I'm the kind of person who likes order. I'm the kind of person who notices and the kind of person who thrives off of routines. I'm the kind of person as opposed to when I'm not a teacher, am I still the kind of person who likes order? When I'm not a runner anymore am I like I like being able to describe myself from the standpoint of things that really move me as opposed to labels and so I I love that that point from reading that book several years ago still sticks with me am I good at my habits not so much however I am <laughs> the kind of person who likes to you know be routine um I I have I have joined the Colleen Hoover fan club. So I do enjoy those types of books that kind of make me like, let me give me a break from the monotony. So like I could just pour through those. Um, but leadership wise, I think um, I'm trying to think I've, I've been reading a lot of different books lately. Um, so I don't know. Atomic Habits is a good one. I like James yeah. Clear. You know, I think I yeah. follow him on social media too. And yes. he always puts out good stuff. He's probably got a newsletter. I have to check that out. He probably has a weekly newsletter yeah. that uh, that he shares, which uh, which is which would be a good one. Kim, if you could choose one person, alive mm -hmm. or dead, to spend the day with, who is not a family member, not a family member, who would it be and why? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, hmm. this one, I don't want this, I don't want this to make people mad, but okay, not a family member. So that's like, that's, that's a good caveat. Um, man, this is a tough one. It's a good, that's a good, like connections before content question. I think I'm going to put that in my back pocket. <laughs> 
can I can we come back to that? Because this is the last question. This is this oh. is how I end the podcast, Kim. There's no there's no coming like... back. You're an assistant principal now. You got to be able to make decisions. You got to be decisive. <laughs> I want it to be a good one though. Like, what if it's like I don't get to ask this question again? I think I would maybe. Okay, elaborate it. I'm thinking. Okay. Um. Michelle Obama. Why? Yeah. I I just think she has had such an, a unique experience, you know, being the the wife of the president. But she's not just the wife of the president. Like she is a lot of things and she just has such a vibe and I would just love to kind of, you know, other than reading her book, I'm like how tell me more like I feel like she just would keep it real so I love the carpool karaoke that she did with um uh not not James Corden James Corden when they just kind of drove circles around the White House because they you know (laughs) couldn't go anywhere else (laughs) well no the Secret Service would not let him take the first lady out of the out of the White House compound but uh and then Missy Elliott I think like hopped in the car she just has yeah she's got that jive she's got that she's got so much about her that is awesome um you are not the first person to uh say Michelle Obama she would definitely be a fun person to hang out with. Kim, I love to end the podcast with just, just amplifying the voices of my guests. I'm going to pass the microphone over to you. What would you like to say to all the people that listen to this podcast? Man, I think um, I think I'll, I like to end with this story. And this is from um, my new my new boss, who is really cool. And, you know, after I took the job, he goes, do you remember when I came to your classroom five years ago? And I was like, no, I don't. And he's, <laughs> he's like, so I came to your classroom. It was a learning walk and it was a snow day. I'm like, okay, I remember this day because I'm the kind of person who I'm going to teach the way I teach, whether you're, whether I'm being observed, whether it's a regular day in October. And he says, you know, I came into your classroom and I thought, wow, she just has a way. Like she is just so good. I'm going to remember her name. And here we are five years later, and I'm now an assistant principal for the same guy. And I think what I would leave with, with people is just trust that the things that you're doing are right. It may not feel easy. It may, it may feel wrong, but it's not, it's, you know, what you're doing. And I think just being my authentic self, even, even on times when I didn't know what I really wanted or what I was looking for. And it's just kind of come to me um be a seeker be someone who constantly enjoys learning and reflecting and being better it's not about being the best but be the better the best version of yourself and one of my favorite quotes by tony morrison is you are your best thing and just know that and trust that so that's what i would leave with the people Kim Van Acker on social media, Kim Van A Run, Kim Van A Run, Kim Van A Run. I can't wait to be back in your neck of the woods very soon because we are going to get up. We are going to get up way too early, way too early, and go run because the last time I was uh, I was out there with you, we had an awesome run and we just kept running. I felt like I could have kept running and we could have run longer. Like I could have just 
we could have kept going and it there was it wasn't enough time it's never enough time thank you so much for having me I really oh my gosh it. i'm so excited to uh to see your assistant principal leadership journey everybody listening thank you for all that you do and i hope that you have an absolutely amazing day